0: Hello and welcome to the latest employment law podcast from the Stevenson Harwood employment team. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the whole series on iTunes and Stitcher or by visiting our website at www.shlegal.com. My name is Adam Cook and I'm an associate within the team. I have with me Anne Prittam, an employment partner in the Stevenson Harwood International Employment Group. Today we will discuss the mental health implications on employees within the coronavirus pandemic and what some of the short-term and long-term implications may be. The coronavirus pandemic has touched every part of our society, shutting down entire parts of the country and challenging our very nature as humans to be social through stay-at-home measures, social distancing and restrictions on travel. In the employment context, stress and anxiety is likely to have risen with employees having been displaced from working from home, perhaps furloughed, and, for many, deep and unsettling concern about future employment. Following on from the government's broadcast to the nation on Sunday evening and the subsequent guidance released this week, it has become evident that the lockdown measures are to remain for the foreseeable future, with a very gradual reduction in their severity. In light of this, employers need to recognise the risks that work-related stress can pose on their employees, and in turn, the detrimental effect it can have on their businesses. Prior to the onset of the pandemic, employers had a general duty to take reasonable care for the health, safety and well-being of their workforce. Far from being relaxed or paused due to the current crisis, the spotlight is now shining brighter than ever on on whether employers are making the right decisions in relation to their workforce's health and safety, and whether the necessary ways in which businesses have adapted in order to continue to operate are sustainable in the long term in relation to their employees' mental health. and given the current climate, and on the back of the government's advice this week, what are your initial thoughts for businesses beginning to look ahead at the long-term impact of the pandemic?
1: Thanks, Adam. And yes, I agree, the context for homeworking has shifted dramatically. Most businesses have adapted brilliantly, but have mostly done so with the view of this being an interim arrangement. Until a few weeks ago, home working was typically something that parents or long-distance commuters negotiated to help them balance work with their life outside of work, or just something many of us did occasionally, now that technology enables agile working. Suddenly, employers find themselves with large numbers of employees working from home every day for, as you say, the immediately foreseeable future. While employers have understandably been focused on the IT and logistical challenges in the short term, they shouldn't overlook their legal responsibilities. Use of modern technology has allowed employees to maintain output and engagement levels, but remote working for some may have resulted in longer working hours and the blurring of the boundaries between professional and personal lives. Closure of schools means that working parents may be struggling to balance their work and family obligations with parents working in shifts, while junior employees may find the guidance and teamwork available in face-to-face conditions difficult to replicate in the virtual world. What is becoming clearer and clearer through government advice is that recovery and a return to normal life will be gradual and likely to take place over an extended period of time. So in light of this, alternative working conditions that may have been acceptable as a quick fix or interim solution, while we waited for the pandemic to ease, won't be acceptable anymore. Employers now need to consider seriously putting into place support mechanisms and creating a culture where employees feel able to share the challenges that they are encountering with their mental health. In turn, employers also need to identify the risks and devise strategies to manage them.
0: Absolutely. And against this backdrop, it's unsurprising that many of us have experience high levels of uncertainty, worry and stress. While those with pre-existing mental health conditions such as depression, anxiety obsessive compulsive disorder may find that these are being aggravated by the current conditions.
1: That's exactly it and in terms of practical considerations with employees working from home perhaps you can run through the legal responsibilities that employers have.
0: Of course, traditionally many employers have focused on managing physical health and safety but legal duties concerning health and safety are not limited in that way. The 1974 Health and Safety at Work Act clearly requires employers to ensure the welfare of their employees and others, so far as reasonably practical when at work. This includes the risk of work-related stress, defined as the adverse reaction a person has to excessive pressure or other types of demand placed upon them. Management standards and guidelines have been produced to assist with this process. In normal circumstances, employers would have to satisfy a number of requirements as set out by the health and safety executive, including identifying risks for individuals who regularly use display screen equipment, including laptops used for prolonged periods as a significant part of their usual work, reduce the risks identified to the lowest extent reasonably practical, and provide adequate training and information to employees. Employers are not excused from health and safety requirements just because of this challenging time. However, employers are unlikely to be required to approach things in the usual way, not least because it's currently impossible for them to visit employees' homes or for employees to access the workplace to take equipment home if needed. Guidance from the Health and Safety Executive on regulating occupational health during the coronavirus outbreak acknowledges this, stating that it would take a flexible and proportionate account of the risks and challenges arising from the pandemic. Health and safety regulators have also made it abundantly clear that the health and welfare of workers must be appropriately managed during the current crisis, and there will certainly be a period of peaked interest and enforcement appetite by regulators with respect to health and welfare issues when the country returns to business as usual. In the UK, employers which breach their health and safety obligations can expect to be investigated and in appropriate cases, prosecuted, Refines fines often being substantial and risk of personal liability for individuals found to be at fault becoming increasingly commonplace. Therefore, employers should still ensure the home environment is adequately assessed and take measures to control risk. Many employers will be making do with their current setup at home, which may be less than ideal and employers should consider how best to identify and minimise risk in these circumstances. Cash flow or preservation of cash flow is clearly a priority for businesses whilst the economy takes its initial steps to a recovery. But just one solution can be to offer employees some financial assistance in order to assist them in setting up an adequate home office may go some way to satisfying any potential retrospective investigation from the health and safety executive whilst also maintaining sustainable working practices for employees in the long term, and also helping them to sustain their morale. Turning to the physical and mental implications of long-term working from home, Anne, can you please take us through some of the issues employers need to be aware of?
1: Well, as you say, the employer's duty is to protect their employees' mental health as well as physical health, and homeworking can present specific risks, including feelings of isolation and an inability to stay connected. Steps to protect employees' well-being could include, for example, advising them to create a routine, to go out for a morning walk, have a defined lunch break, and mid-morning or afternoon coffee breaks and so on. Employers will likely need to show flexibility to some employees on their working hours too, due to childcare and care for elder or vulnerable relatives. However, employers will also need to consider showing flexibility to those suffering with mental health concerns too. For example, an employee may be suffering increased anxiety at the thought of taking their daily exercise at peak times. That could be prior to starting work or after work because of an increased risk of coming into contact with others. Enabling that employee to take their exercise break at a time where they would normally be expected to work could ease that anxiety and also ensure the employee is experiencing a form of exercise and access to outdoor space in each day, which we know from mental health practitioners will help with their mood. If discrete but vital adaptations such as these are not recognised and not actioned, in cases such as this, the employee in question could end up withdrawing from going outside altogether. That would, of course, have a sharp detrimental effect on mental health in the short term, but could also manifest into a crisis for the employee when lockdown is finally eased altogether and there is an expectation that they should return to a normal way of life. The prospect of a return to a busy commute in congested areas in order to reach the workplace may be too much for many to cope with. That also brings to our attention that there may be issues in the long term with employees when lockdown is eased and they in turn are expected to return to congested public transport, lengthen their working days with commuting and re-enter a fast paced way of life when their place of work is in busy areas. The key to all of this is regular and bespoke communications with employees and this has never been more important. Employers should be mindful of anxiety levels, should put procedures in place to keep in direct contact and try to pick up on signs of stress as early as possible. They should also be thinking about agile working policies for when lockdown is eased so that a phased return to the office can be implemented and perhaps offer greater flexibility than they previously did in being able to work from home than they had offered prior to lockdown. Employers should not make the mistake of thinking that the normal way of working life prior to the pandemic can immediately spring back into action as soon as lockdown is eased. It's fair to say that life will have changed radically. Unfortunately, the current lockdown has also seen a dramatic rise in domestic abuse, and with that in mind, it is a good idea to signpost what mental health support is on offer for staff, and even create a bespoke mental health policy to issue to staff to clearly underline options that they have so that they don't feel trapped in a dangerous situation.
0: Thanks, Anne. And with that thought in mind, we do advise employers to check their health insurance policies they currently offer to their employees. Most robust policies generally do now include an allotment for counselling, therapy or CBT sessions if employees are struggling and need help. Employees now, more than ever, will likely need the support. Therefore, if the package does not include this, we would suggest looking at getting this added, and if no health insurance is offered to some employees, looking at the option of rolling out a mental health package for these employees too. With NHS and government-backed mental health initiatives already grossly oversubscribed, not only will a suffering employee be subjected to an extended rate to gain access to any support, if your company has the ability to provide mental health support, but you are being seen to offload your employees onto aforementioned strained NHS resources, this could also have an adverse reputational impact.
1: Thanks, Adam. Employers also need to be thinking about employees who are currently working from home and are able to fulfil their job role at home, but perhaps want to come back to work within the company's offices because of the effect it's having on their mental health. It's clear government will be increasing public transport back to normal timetables relatively soon, but also observing social distancing guidelines. That means public transport will only be able to carry approximately 15% of normal capacity and should, in theory, be preserved for employees who must go to work for their jobs and for key workers. The government has signalled its intention that a new stream of funding will be available to encourage those who can walk, run, or cycle to work to do so. That, of course, won't be possible for many employees, but for those for whom it is possible and want to take advantage of the scheme, employers must be thinking about steps they need to take within their premises to ensure that social distancing is adhered to. They will also need to ensure that adequate facilities are available, for example, for employees who have cycled. For some employees, being able to safely work within the office and have a break from their home will be critical for their mental health in the long term, and employers
0: will need to try to provide this option wherever possible. Thanks, Sam. Finally, in 2018, the Mindful Business Charter was developed by leading banks and law firms with the aim of improving the mental health and well-being of employees by eliminating unnecessary workplace stress through improved working practices. Whilst initially developed for businesses in the professional services space, there is no reason why its spirit and principles cannot be embraced more widely by other professions and industries. While stress and pressure are a part of the job that most employees willingly accept, the Mindful Business Charter recognises that certain types of stress can be avoided through small adjustments in our working behaviour. Some of these adjustments have particular resonance in the current circumstances – Including staying connected. Keep everyone connected and engaged by regular calls or video conferences where employees are encouraged to listen and understand how their colleagues are coping as well as to provide informal support. Staying bound. It is important to retain a sense of team bonding via less formal, non work related virtual hangouts. Take advantage of the technological breakthroughs and consider holding less formal and sociable sessions so employees can discuss how they are coping allowing employees to stay themselves. The line between work and home may be blurred at the moment, but it is important to allow employees to switch off, recharge and connect with themselves, their family and friends.
1: Thanks, Adam. Those are all good practical points to consider. And whilst they should certainly be encouraged, given the complexity of the current landscape and its effect on mental health, it's also worth considering the impact of those mechanisms, with video conferencing being a prime example. Many have taken video conferencing in their stride, but some employees might not be comfortable with that level of scrutiny, both on themselves and on their home. The employers who are able to identify complex and discrete sensitivities such as this, and therefore give those employees the opportunity to feel comfortable enough to communicate their discomfort, will be the ones that are most able to navigate and adapt to their employees' mental health needs throughout this complicated and ever-changing time. That will only stand them in good stead when we come to the return moment. And as ever, we are here to discuss any issues or strategies that your businesses may want to implement, even if just as a sounding board. It's clear that there is no set formula or immediate right answers when it comes to employees' mental health, but careful consideration can certainly help identify those issues and avoid a mental health crisis within your workforce. Thank you very much for listening, and we hope that you all continue to stay safe during these times.